Hey everyone, Brittany here. I have a very exciting, very special announcement. And that announcement is that enrollment for the next round of your stepmom story is going to be opening very, very soon. So if you want to get on the wait list so that you can be one of the first people notified when we are opening those doors, you can head to bit.ly slash queen waitlist. That is bit.ly slash queen waitlist. Go ahead and I'll put that link in the show notes. I cannot wait to see you on the inside. Where would you take your life if you knew you could not fail? I get it. As a stepmom, mom, and entrepreneur, sometimes it can feel like what everyone else expects of you versus what you dream about for yourself are on opposite ends of the spectrum. As a woman, you're taught from a very young age what society thinks you're worth based on how you look, how you behave, and how much money you're allowed to bring in. But I'm here to show you that you can be the woman who has it all and not just on the outside. I'm Brittany Lynch, and you are the queen of your castle. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Queen of Your Castle podcast. I am your host, Brittany Lynch. And in today's episode, what we're going to be doing is basically taking a look at, you know, let me back up. Every single day, stepmoms from around the world look to me with questions of how to manage their feelings about their stepkids, how to maybe mitigate any issues that they have as far as discipline or lack of discipline by their biological parents by their stepkids biological parents and you know this is something that I see come up over and over and over again is that there are a lot of stepmoms who maybe wish that things were done differently or looked different with their stepkids than their current reality actually does. So in this episode, I'm not going to be talking about anything necessarily that specific, meaning this is not going to address like, what do I do if my stepkids are on YouTube too much? Or what do I do if my stepkids don't take a shower? Or what do I do if my stepkids don't clean up after themselves? We're not going to be getting into that specific of uh, of questions because there's something overarching these questions that a lot of stepmoms have when it comes to, like I said, disciplining their disciplining their stepkids and what their role is in that discipline. So if you've listened to any of my other podcast episodes in the past or you follow me on Instagram, then you probably know that I like to go much deeper than the surface level, right? I like to go much deeper than the symptom. So things like 
our stepkids spending too much time on YouTube or not cleaning up after themselves or not caring about their personal hygiene. The feelings that that bring up in stepmoms who don't like to see that, that's a symptom of something bigger, of something deeper. So instead of exploring the symptoms, I think it's much more important to explore the overarching underlying issue at hand. Okay. So here's the deal. One of the biggest mistakes that I see and I watch and I hear unhappy stepmoms making over and over and over again is that they try to come in and implement all of these new rules and all of these roles and all of these responsibilities for their stepkids. And these unhappy stepmoms think, well, I'm miserable because these kids don't have any discipline or are not disciplined the way that I would like to see it or et cetera, et cetera. And these unhappy stepmoms think, I'm here to fix that, right? I'm here to fix that. I'm going to rule with an iron fist. I'm going to push my way into fixing this discipline issue that we have here. And, you know, I, I want you to know, like, I completely, totally, 110% get it. I've lived it. Like, that used to be me. And in all reality, I mean, who can blame us, right? Everyone... Everyone says, everyone tells you that kids whose parents split up are going to be deeply affected, are going to have self-esteem issues, right? And based on what research that you read, sometimes they'll say kids whose parents have separated are going to be damaged by their parents' separation, okay? Depending on what research that you read. So it only makes sense that you would want to take on this responsibility of implementing routines and structure and predictability, right? You have a huge heart. And from the outside looking in, stepmoms pick up on a lot of parenting choices that maybe they don't necessarily agree with. Especially when the kids seem to need something different or our partners seem to need something different but our partners are just not able or not willing to do things differently right so stepmom's watching all of this from the outside and saying what in the bloody hell is happening what is what is going on and so what they do with these good intentions is they come in and they say all right this is how i want things to look right i'm gonna i'm gonna give this an overhaul i'm gonna give this an overhaul Okay. But let me ask you this. Do you think, do you honestly think that every stepmom who comes in and tries changing everything for her partner and everything for her stepkids actually ends up creating a peaceful, happy home where everyone loves and respects each other and appreciates each other? No way, right? Like, that wicked stepmom stereotype came from somewhere. I'm not saying it's right. I'm saying it came from somewhere. 
But as a matter of fact, as you might already be painfully aware, the harder a stepmom pushes, the further away from happiness that she will find herself. So instead of creating stepfamily relationships that are strong and that are connected, these unhappy stepmoms usually start unintentionally pushing everyone away. And so where does that leave you? Well, if you are like most stepmoms that I've met, it might leave you feeling more and more like an outsider in your home until your spouse picks the kids one too many times and you just can't take it anymore. So how do you actually create a peaceful, happy home where everyone enjoys or at the very least tolerates being under the same roof? So something that I've learned to be true is that there's a very specific, repeatable set of steps that the happy, connected stepmom follows so that she can really dig into a feeling of inner peace and calm. Even if the kids are swinging from the proverbial rafters, okay? And included in those steps is really an opportunity to ask yourself, instead of pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing to try and get the kids to act in this specific way, Instead of picking fights with my partner about their kids, instead of blaming my partner's ex for the kids being the way that they are, right? Instead of pushing and pushing and pushing against what is, instead of pushing against what the circumstances of your life look like right now. Or maybe, maybe you're not the pushing type, you know, maybe you are kind of like me and you shut down and you withdraw and you disappear from the house and you look for any reason that you can not to be home when your stepkids are for visitation, right? So either way, either way, instead, instead of that is an opportunity to ask yourself instead of pushing and pushing. How can I lean into these uncomfortable moments with them instead? How can I join them in this discomfort? Okay. Instead of watching it like a, like a boss, right? Instead of watching it from a top down, how can I come in here with them? How can I turn these tough moments into opportunities for connection instead of looking for more reasons to disconnect. So compassion is one of my favorite tools. So I want to give, I'm going to play a story for you. I'm going to play the tape. I'm going to let you pretend that this is you for a second. Okay. So think of it this way. Imagine that you are, COVID's over, the world's back open, running the way kind of like it was before. But imagine everything's pre-COVID, tickety-boo, or post-COVID, tickety-boo, and you are working out of the house and you have a really, really crappy day at work. Like the worst day ever. And then on your drive home, 
you spill your purple smoothie down the front of your favorite white blouse. And not only that, when you're driving, a bird poops on your windshield and you forgot to get washer fluid. So you can't get the bird poop off. So you're slogging through traffic with your purple smoothie shirt, looking through your bird poop windshield after your terrible day at the office. And you're cursing under your breath the whole way home, right? Just one of those days. Then you get home, you kick off your shoes. You kick off your shoes. You're going to go into the kitchen and you're going to check on this crock pot dinner that you put in this morning. Okay? We're just excited for supper to be ready so you can eat and go to bed because you just need this day to be over. So you kick your shoes off and as you kick your shoes off, you stub your toe. Okay, so now you're really mad. You're going into the kitchen and your toe is throbbing and you hate the day and you hate everything about today and you're really stinking mad. And as you round the corner into the kitchen, you realize that what you put in the crock pot doesn't smell like what it's supposed to smell like. Okay, doesn't smell very good. In fact, the crock pot timer, the crock pot timer didn't work. So now instead of this delicious meal, whatever you made in the crock pot, instead of this delicious meal, you have burnt lumps of stinky dried up charcoal glued right to the bottom of the pot. (laughs) So needless to say, we have all had bad days like this, right? Where everything goes wrong in everything in order, eyes open till eyes closed, everything goes against you, So if you're anything like me, then you're probably feeling in this moment that you realize after everything, now your supper's freaking burnt on the bottom of your crock pot. If you're anything like me, then in this moment, you're probably feeling pretty overwhelmed, pretty frustrated, pissed off. Maybe you want to cry. Maybe you want to scream. Maybe you want to hit some pillows, right? Maybe you get also like me and you want to snap at anyone who talks to you, look for reasons to fight. Now, I want you to imagine that not even two minutes later, your spouse walks through the door and comes into the kitchen behind you and they take a look at the burnt lumps of crock pot dinner. Okay. And in that moment, your spouse folds their arms across their chest and squishes their eyebrows together just like a disappointed parent would do and says to you, your spouse says to you, well, you mustn't have been paying attention. So I'm going to take away your phone. Or maybe your spouse says, how many times have I told you to double check the crockpot timer? Now go to your room and think about what you've done. So if you're anything like me, then this would probably send you over the edge, right? Maybe now you'd feel angry. Maybe you'd feel rejected. Maybe you'd feel resentful. Maybe you'd shut down. Maybe you'd start to cry. And most certainly, you would not feel connected to your spouse in that moment. And in fact, it's moments like these, the accumulation of moments like these that actually erode our relationships over time. So what if instead your spouse walked in behind you? Okay, this is scenario B. Your spouse walks in behind you, sees the crock pot, looks at you, your purple smoothie shirt. (laughs) They can just tell by looking at you, you did not have a very good day. 
and they see this burnt supper in the crock pot. They look at you and they wrap their arms around you in a big hug. And they say, you know what? Life happens. I love you. And then in the blink of an eye, your spouse hollers, come on, kids, get your coats. We're going out for dinner. And looks at you and says, go change your shirt. We're going out for dinner. How do you feel in that alternative scenario? How do you feel in scenario B compared to how you feel in scenario A? So if you're, again, if you're anything like me, then in scenario B, you probably feel relieved, right? You're probably angry enough at the world and at yourself as it is. You don't need your spouse layering on top of that, right? So when they come in and they love you regardless of your humanity. They love you regardless of your imperfections. They embrace you anyway. When that happens, that's when we feel supported. That's when we feel connected. That's when we feel loved. So Dr. Ross Green says that kids do well if they can. And it's no different than you do well if you can. And your spouse does well when they can, right? So the next time that your stepkids act out, that's the best that they can do in that moment. So the next time that they act out or make a mistake or show a big emotion or God forbid, act like human beings, I would invite you to start thinking of those moments, those moments that are not ideal, those moments that you want to get on the phone with your best friend immediately and vent about. Those moments are basically like your stepkids burnt charcoal crockpot supper moments. Okay. So I'm going to start asking yourself, how can I turn this into an opportunity to connect with them? How can I get down there with them where they are and meet them where they are? So let me ask you now, Do you really want to keep using your energy to try and push your way into fixing your stepkids, into changing your stepkids, laying down the law, maybe disengaging altogether and hoping for the best? Like, Do you want to risk driving your stepkids away, driving your partner away because you're driving your stepkids away? Or would you rather learn how to lean into those burnt supper crockpot moments with them and show them that they don't have to be perfect in order for you to be there with them. Imagine how your stepfamily relationships would transform and could transform if everyone in your household allowed each other grace in the messy parts that make each and every one of us human beings. Because grace and compassion in our messy parts are what make love and connection shine when the messy parts are finished for five minutes. And, you know, compassion compassion is truly one of my absolute favorite tools to use in stepfamily situations. And it's one of the lenses that I guide my clients to look through very, very, very often. And it's for good reason. 
So if you're like most stepmoms that I've met, sometimes it can be really hard to switch that lens because when all you know are the corners of your own mind, when all you can see is fog and disappointment and anger and resentment and rejection, then asking someone to introduce a new perspective can be really challenging. I totally get it. So right now, exciting times, right now you can get on the wait list for the next round of your stepmom story. And all you have to do is go to this link. It is bit.ly slash queen waitlist, all one word. So bit.ly slash queen waitlist. I'm also going to go ahead and put that link in the show notes of the episode. Okay. And so if you're like most stepmoms, you might be listening to this and saying to yourself like, okay, point made, I'll work on connecting with my stepkids, but I've really tried in the past and they want nothing to do with me. Or I'll work on connecting with my stepkids, but every time I feel like we're making progress, something happens and we're back to square one. Or maybe you're even saying, you know, okay, Brittany, like that's all well and good, but you don't know these kids and you don't know their mom and you don't know my partner and you don't know what it's like to be me. And you're right. I don't know those things. Okay. But something I do know is that every single thing that you think and believe about your step family will and will happen for you. Like Tony Robbins always says, your life goes where your attention flows. So it only makes sense that if you're looking to prove your point, if you're looking to prove that you've tried everything and therefore you are unable to connect with your partner's kids, then you are 100% going to accomplish that mission every single time. So even if you're saying, I want to connect with these kids, I want to, I want to, if all you're focusing on is the lack of connection that you have, then that's All you are going to see is more lack of connection, more reasons not to connect with them, more reasons to disengage from them. And uh, I'm thinking uh, a sexy thing of a story Um, in uh, lately at, at, at bath time, I've been letting Rory watch leapfrog his bath time not mine (laughs) i'm letting rory my two and a half year old son watch leapfrog i think it's called leapfrog on netflix and so if you're not familiar with leapfrog basically it's like supposed to teach preschoolers about their letters and about their numbers and colors and preschool things right and usually by bedtime i'm like ready to ready to be off the clock so so i i mean i guess it's supposed to help kids learn it makes me feel a little bit less guilty about letting him watch a show in the tub but I mean, when mama needs a break, mama needs a break, right? So anyway, there's an episode where they teach counting, right? Teach teach numbers. And one of the lines in the show from one of those cute little cartoon characters, one of the lines they say, every problem has a solution. (laughs) And it's true, right? Every problem has a solution, Every problem has a solution. So let me ask you again. Are you going to choose to focus on the problem, on the lack of connection, and confirm that you will forevermore have a lack of connection with your stepkids? Or are you going to choose to be like that peppy little cartoon character on Leafrog and remind yourself, 
every problem has a solution, right? Take a look. Where can you see the opportunity here? Because there is always an opportunity. So I'm sure anyone who's, you know, been around the step queen family for any length of time will know that I've spoken fairly openly about how much difficulty I had bonding with my stepson. And when I first started dating my husband, I really had a lot of expectations about what the relationship would end up looking like between me and my husband, between me and my stepson, between me and my stepson's mom. Um, you know, I during the honeymoon phase, back in the good old days of the honeymoon phase, <laughs> I remember saying to my husband, you know, I promised to love his son like my own son. But I can tell you, I do not, in fact, even to this day, I do not, in fact, love my stepson like I love my own son. I love them very differently. Very, very, very differently. Okay. And that's not wrong. And if you don't love your stepkids like your own children, there is nothing wrong with you. If you do love them like your own children, that's amazing but you are the exception to the rule when you can love your stepkids like your own, okay? So back in the honeymoon stages when I said, this is what our life is gonna look like, right? Like we're gonna go on vacation with your ex-wife and I'm gonna love your son like my own. And I had idea, I had no idea what I was signing up for. I had zero idea, I had zero concept. It was all a fantasy, it was all a fairy tale in my head about what it was gonna be like. But nothing that I thought my life was going to be like is how it ended up. Zero, absolutely zero percent of how I thought my life would be is how it ended up today, right? My expectations and my reality could not have been more opposite. So, you know, after some time went on and that initial excitement of having a kid around wore off, which was really quickly, by the way, instead of falling in love with this little boy, like I initially thought that I would, I started to feel like I was competing with him for my husband's attention. And since I felt that way, I started to focus on all of the reasons that my husband should be choosing me instead of choosing his son. And the easiest way for me to do that was to focus on the mannerisms or the character attributes or personality traits of my, at the time, might I add, very, very young stepson. And I used those as ammunition to prove to myself that I should be the one who got more of my husband's attention, that I was more worthy of love than my stepson was because I didn't chew with my mouth open and I didn't have temper tantrums, <laughs> and I was an adult, which meant that I deserved my husband in like these hours of the day, right? It's ironic. If you're picking up on the irony here, then thank you. So needless to say, the places that my attention was going those places were not conducive to building a very connected relationship with my stepson, with my husband, right? But in my eyes at the time, my stepson could do nothing right. Zero. Now tell me, okay, if you take a step back from considering this, even in the step family world, if you just take away the step family lens altogether because there's too much hurt and too much pain and too much resentment in the step family, your step family lens, just take a step back from the step family world in general and try and apply this principle just to life in general. Okay. So if you apply this to people, to life in general, who are the types of people who end up coming out on top? Did Oprah become Oprah because she focused on her childhood trauma to stay in her childhood trauma and self-destruct because of her childhood trauma? No. 
did Tony Robbins become Tony Robbins because he focused on all of the ways that his mom led him down in life? Opposite, right? He used those as opportunities to become who he is today. Did Amazon figure out how to drop a package off on your doorstep in 24 hours? Because Jeff Bezos said, well, getting anything shipped in less than a week is way too hard. So I guess we're just going to focus on all the reasons that we cannot do overnight shipping. So find me any person who has success in their lives and you will find me someone who has learned how to turn problems into opportunities. You will find someone who takes problems as an invitation to figure out a solution. Find me any stepmom who is genuinely happy, not Instagram happy, genuinely happy, genuinely fulfilled in her step family, and who has thriving, connected, honest, transparent, reciprocal relationships with her stepkids and her partner. And tell me if they got to that place because they're counting down the seconds until their stepkids go back with their mom. Or because they're keeping a mental diary of every time that their stepkids chewed with their mouths open or didn't say please and thank you, right? You can't. Happy stepmoms have not become happy because they got, because they lucked out and got an easy step family, right? They're not happy because they got lucky. They're not happy because they won the step family lottery. In fact, it's usually quite the opposite. So if you go to listen to episode four of this podcast with Heather Dick, where she talks about what it's like to be a stepmom when your stepdaughter has had to have brain surgery or listen to episode eight with Jen Stillian, when she shares about her stepdaughter who attempted suicide, hear the way that they speak, listen to the words that they choose, listen to the language that they use to describe their situations. And you will find that they have created strategies in those opportunities. They've created strategies to thrive in those problems. They created opportunities out of those problems. So learning to become a happy stepmom, learning to become receptive to moments of connection, learning to find moments of connection in difficult times. These things are skills, right? This is a skill. Stepmothering is a skill. It is a skill. It doesn't come naturally. It is a skill. And you're going to screw up. You're going to fall down and you're going to learn from your mistakes and eventually, when you have practiced, and you've made enough mistakes, you get good at it, right? You get good at it. It's a skill. Stepmothering is a skill. So if you, for example, if you read, let me give you a metaphor. You read the best book in the whole entire world. You wanted to learn how to swim, okay? So you wanted to learn how to swim and you took out from the library or maybe you bought off Amazon with overnight shipping because, because <laughs> you read the, you ordered the best book in the whole entire world on how to swim. And this book was however many pages long it needed to be to teach somebody how to swim. And it taught you everything you needed to know about buoyancy and how to move your arms and what muscles were involved in swimming and the best breathing techniques. And I mean, I don't swim, so I'm just kind of flying by the seat of my pants here. Anyway, so you read this book back to front, cover to cover, and it taught you every single thing that you needed to know about swimming. Okay? It had a thousand five-star reviews on Amazon as being the best book to learn how to swim. 
If you wanted to learn how to swim, if you want to know everything about swimming, read this book. Okay. Now, now that you've finished reading this book, you know, you have all of the knowledge inside of your head. Okay. Now you've finished reading this book. So you head to the water. Can you swim now? Of course not. Right. What is it going to take to get what's in your head and make it practical, make it so that you can swim around like a fish. You're actually going to have to get in the water. You're actually going to have to dip your toes in. You're actually going to have to practice. You're actually going to have to get water up your nose a couple of times. So it's one thing to know this stuff in your head and it's a completely other different ballgame altogether to put it into practice. Step parenting is a skill. None of us were born with it. So you can read all of the blog posts and magazine articles and listen to all of the podcasts and scour all of the forums looking for answers, looking for information. But until you take what you know out of your head and introduce it into your own life, then nothing will change for you. So what are you going to do today? I'm going to challenge you. I'm going to, I'm going to encourage you to take this challenge. Okay. I'm going to invite you to this challenge. You can RSVP or you can decline. The choice is yours. But if you're serious about enhancing this connection that you have with the members of your step family, then I am going to challenge you to seek out one opportunity with either your stepkids or your partner with the sole intention of connecting with them. So ask your stepson, for example, to tell you about his new video game. Watch him play around. Watch him play a game. Ask if you can play with him. Ask your stepdaughter to tell you about the show she's watching on YouTube. Right? Ask her to show you a TikTok video. Ask her to do a TikTok video. Ask her how her day was. Ask her what she wants for dinner. Right? Give your partner a hug for no reason. Tell your partner you appreciate them. For no reason other than because you appreciate them. And this is something that we take for granted. So I'm challenging you today or tomorrow, as soon as possible, while this is still in your head, look for one small way to connect with someone in your step family. Practice swimming. Get in the water. Get your toes wet. At the very least, get your toes wet. At the very least, dip your toes in. Now, I don't want to hear all the reasons that you can't. And I don't want to hear, oh, my stepkids aren't here. Send them a text message. I don't want to hear, well, my partner and I are fighting. That's even more reason to connect. I don't want to hear excuses. Keep your excuses to yourself and just dip your dang toes in. It is 100% possible for every single stepmom to leave a happy, fulfilled, connected life. Period. The end. So what becomes possible for you when you decide to choose to see opportunity instead of tragedy? What could your life look like in one year, one short year, if you decided to start to see your step family through a different lens where you saw everyone as worthy of love and grace? You are so, 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 so deserving of living in a home that you love being in. You are so, 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 so deserving of being the woman who has it all and not just on the outside. I'll see you back here next week. Same place, same time. 
I hope this episode got your wheels turning and showed you just how powerful you are. I would invite you to take 30 seconds and tap subscribe to this podcast. When you subscribe to the podcast, then rest assured you will never miss an episode. And in no time, spinning your wheels will be a thing of the past. Thank you for listening and subscribing. And if you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the absolute world to me if after you subscribed, you jumped on over and left me a five-star review and better yet, a written review. I am on a mission to let every mom and stepmom know that you can create the life of your dreams. And I need your help to change the world. The world needs us. Thank you so much for subscribing and leaving me a five-star review. I will see you next week, same time, same place. For more behind-the-scenes action and to get really up close and personal with me and our beautiful step family, jump on over to Instagram and follow me at the step queen. Don't be shy. Send me a DM. Tag me in your posts. Tag me in your stories. Let me know what you're up to and what about the podcast has been blowing your mind. I cannot wait to get to know you better. And Instagram is my jam. I love you so much. I love you so much. Make it rain, girlfriend. <laughs>